Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in to Nick's Mail.Bag, and we finally have a sponsor. This is, of course, our second part of this episode, so if you haven't listened to the first part already, be sure to go and listen to that uh, to get the the first part of the questions here. But uh, just to remind everybody, go to Ticket IQ if you haven't before. Use promo code STRICKLAND. You can get $10 off your order of $100 or more. You get a couple seats for like 60 bucks. That's really not too shabby. That's like $5 off per seat. So go check that out. Promo code Strickland on Ticket IQ to get a nice little discount. And uh, I won't hold this up anymore. We're going to get into the second part of this week's mailbag right now. You've got mail. So moving to our next question asker here. This comes from uh, ZMP323, who I know to be uh, Zach Picorni from Twitter, uh, but asked this on Discord. What are the Knicks' five best trade assets right now? So Ooh. this could include players and picks. It's a good question. Yeah. RJ's yeah, number one, right? I think RJ's number one. Yeah, RJ's number one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you're going to go number two. It's of- probably quickly. I feel like I wouldn't be shocked if people were still, which is stupid and I don't agree with it, but if people were still like, they were would try to get away with saying that quickly is not worth a lot. Other GM. I would I would say that if you asked a an NBA executive, would you rather have Emmanuel quickly or the Knicks twenty twenty two first round pick? They'd say the twenty twenty two pick. Yeah, I agree. Which is I think is wrong, but I think they'd say that. I think it's yeah. wrong too, but I think that I think that yeah, the the value of future in the NBA is so much more than like like it, as far as the NBA is concerned, like uh, a. a a bird in I was trying to make a bird in the hand. One in the hand is worth two in the bush. I guess is that what you would say as I far as I think that means the, the opposite though. Yeah, that's I was trying to I was trying to reframe that yeah. to, to work for <laughs> Two the in the bush is one in the hand. Yeah, two in the bush is worth one in the hand or something. I don't know. Um either way, you know, I think that the NBA in general, like if you're trying to build up a, a trade package, like it looks way better to be like, Oh, we got like three first round picks than like Oh, we got Emmanuel quickly, Obi Toppin, R.J. Barrett, and um, 
you know, Quentin Grimes, who have all proved that they could play in the NBA, but no first round picks, you know, the ownership and fans and whatever would be like, what the hell? Like if, you know, if those guys don't work out perfectly, then like we're screwed. But if you get first round picks, they could also bust. Yeah, it's true. He's also, that rookie contract is over relatively soon. IQ, he's still got two more years. Yeah, but when you're saying compared to the 2022 pick. Yeah, then you get four years of rookie control. And you get to pick your own player. You know, right. that's, that's intriguing too. So That's a plus fair point. Plus there's still a chance the Knicks can miss the playoffs and enter the lottery. And, like, if they end up the the 12th spot in the lottery or something, we've already seen teams jump up into the top four. Okay, that's fair. Year, so. I think that's probably a good assessment. So, yeah, I think, I think the 2022 pick would be the second. Probably the 2023 pick would be third. And then quickly, then maybe quickly, yeah, quickly yeah. topping, and that quickly topping Mitch. Well, that, we're past five already, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, I would definitely say the twenty twenty four pick would come before Mitch, and maybe even the other two protectors. You know, you have to Julius is Randall might be ahead of Toppin, honestly. That Randall might even be ahead of anybody but RJ, actually. Yeah, I, I just don't know because he like I think before before like if we go back to the off season, Randall is. Only about yeah, it would be RJ and then Randall and then the picks. But yeah, I think with how he's played this year and given that like he hasn't had the pedigree before last year, um, even though we all agree that he's probably going to be fine, like I could see him being like below the at least the twenty twenty two pick. Yeah, so maybe it's like RJ twenty twenty two pick Randall twenty twenty three quickly. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably about right. Yeah, yeah, probably about right. Yeah, and then you know maybe even. 2024 before quickly potentially. I, think, I think you're pushing it at that point. Like I, yeah, I think everything yeah. is so unknown that far yeah. out. Granted, yeah. like if you were building a package where you were going to be like, you know, like a Harden type package where you were going to be like, okay, you know, you get or a Mellow type package for example, where you're like, all right, you get our 2022, 24, 26, you know, whatever. Then you know those I think become more valuable just in the sense of like, well, we know that we're kind of like if this experiment doesn't work out with this guy that they're trading for from us, like we're going to reap the benefits like five years from now because they're going to be bad. Like if this doesn't work out. So I think that those become more valuable if you get them stacked up than if you get them individually mm-hmm. would be my thought. But yeah, because then, you know, you're, you're limiting the avenues that the team has to get better via the draft. So, uh, all right, moving to Zach's next. Oh, do you guys have any, any other final shots to throw in for that? No, no. Yeah. I thought we were at our, at our end there. You've got mail. Uh, so then second question from uh, ZMP, Zach. Uh, why is Tibbs being a shithead and starting Burks over IQ with Kemba and Rose out? Uh, Zach, I'll throw that to you from one can, Zach to another. you say he's doing the Tibbs shit and it's working again? Yeah, he's doing the Tibbs shit. But it's working. Like sort he did of. with, uh, oh my God. Why, why am I suddenly just blanking? Who is he doing this with? Peyton? Yeah, no, no, this year, this year. Oh, when he called out RJ, that was one. Oh, you think he's, like, trying to motivate... He's negging him. He's negging. Oh. Interesting. I I don't know if I take it as him negging quickly, but... Yeah, I I think he's just, like, so fucking stubborn. And, like, (laughs) and decided earlier in the season that, like, Burks was the guy who was going to start a point guard without Kemba without Kemba playing. I, I, I will say that he's right when he says that it doesn't matter who starts, matter who's closing. That's true. 
It's but just, it does, see, I, I always push back against that, though. It does matter who starts because we saw this last year. Like, if you're constantly starting like shit and having to dig yourself yeah, out of it. that hasn't been it's happening. A little, it's a little different, Peyton versus yeah. Burks, although I, I, I mean, he should, Burks shouldn't be, like, Burks is so much better off the bench. For, put aside the fact that, like, quickly should be starting. Burks is so much better off the bench. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah, yeah. Just for that alone, like if you want to maximize, like if if your number one goal is maximize the veterans because you're like I don't know a weirdo, um, then you would bring Burks off the bench because he always plays better off the bench. Yeah, yeah. I guess that you know that's I I think that Burks definitely needs to come off the bench too, and I understand why he doesn't think that's a good idea. I do think we're maybe seeing the the tide turn a little bit as far as maybe quickly might draw a start at some point because. He has, you know, Zach, to your point, been closing a lot lately. But, yeah, it just it doesn't make any sense. I think he'll never – I think – well, you know, the thing is Kemba's going to come back and this will resolve itself because Kemba's going to start when he's back. But um, I, I don't think quickly it'll ever start. I think it's going to be, like, similar to Peyton, except Burke, Burke's obviously much more useful and will play more than 14 minutes a game. He'll he'll play, like, five minutes of the, in the first quarter and the third quarter to start and then essentially be a bench player after that. Yeah. Yeah, Which is right. weird, but you know, Tibbs like I don't like. I just think it comes down to him being stubborn. That's yeah. and Tibbs just has this. He said this before, going back to last year too. This idea in his head of like this guy's a starter, this guy's a bench player. Like quickly, that's a bench player. Like how the fuck do you what? Well, but he work? clearly thinks Burks is a bench player because prior to this season he was right. So yeah. I do think. I, I agree with you guys in general, but I think you're, I think there's more of a chance that quickly does start this season than than you guys do. I think there's a chance because Kemba's going to miss some games again. It's going to happen. He will. I just don't think quickly will ever. Like I, I mean, unless someone else is also injured, I don't think quickly will ever. Start. I, I think he might if he keeps playing the way he does now. He's clearly been playing on a different level the last week or two. And we were literally saying that about him all of last year. I know, but that that's the thing is. He's done that. Well, he hasn't done it quite like this, although I get what you're saying. Uh, the important thing is consistency, though. And I'm get, if I had to guess, which you could be right. It could just be I'm, I'm rationalizing to myself what is ultimately just Tibbs being a stubborn asshole. But my guess is that if Quickly can prove he's going to play the way he has in the last week or two consistently, he's going to be the starter. Yeah, I, I could I could see it happening. You know, I, I I could and couldn't. You know what I mean? It's like Tibbs is such an enigma that it's true. He he talks up quickly so much that and has been paying, playing him in high leverage situations. And I think like Matt to push back on what you said. I I don't think that he did this same stuff last year because I think that he's he's showing himself way more as like a quote unquote point guard this year. Oh, that's true. Like. But- we didn't really like the Knicks barely needed a point guard last year because Randall was essentially yeah. the point guard. Yeah, uh, well, and Alfred Payton was literal garbage. So yeah, I mean, well, that too. Yeah. Um, and we were also more calling for. I think I, I mean some people wanted Rose stand on the bench, but I think a lot of people were also calling for Rose start last year, which isn't really the case this year. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just don't. I think like Tibbs does love quickly, but he just like I honestly like if you're asking me what I honestly believe without being like he's being stubborn. Um, I think he thinks his view of like keeping everyone happy in the locker room is like quickly will not whine because he's 
a second year player if he doesn't start and he's worried like he's like he's gonna reward Burks for being a veteran starting him even though quickly is essentially a starter because he's the one playing 30 minutes and like closing with Randall and RJ yeah yeah that makes sense and I think it's stupid but I think that's how he thinks about it that he yeah. like is rewarding Burks for like putting time in in the NBA probably mm-hmm. anyway I think we can move on from this question though it's it's a, certainly a frustrating one to get into <laughs> um but we'll move to our next question after. This actually comes, normally we save him for the end, but you know, I'm going to give James credit, James Marcita, credit for asking an one actual sort of <laughs> real question for once at the tail end of this. So we're going to reward him and put him in the middle of the show. Uh, so, but we'll go through the sort of silly ones. <laughs> we were starting with the other two. These questions are so funny. Yeah, we'll start with the kind I of silly even, I didn't read these before. This is just, I'm laughing reading them now. <laughs> well, Matt, now I'm going to put you on the spot. You've got mail. What's your favorite seafood and why? Uh, my favorite seafood is probably, I want to, I'm going to say lobster, even though I kind of want to say crab, because crab is just so much of a chore to eat. Yeah. Um, lobster. Lobster can be too. Yeah, but not as much. It, yeah, crab yeah. is harder to crab. Crab is so much like, I love eating crab, but it's it's just like, you have to fight with it the whole time. Yeah. Um, Am I weird if I... It can be hard to eat, but like, yeah, I, I mean, I honestly... Love so I'm not a huge like fish fish person. Um, I'll eat fit like I'll eat salmon. I'll eat you know um, fish. other other fish that I can't remember the names of. <laughs> but um, I really like shellfish. So, like really, yeah, I love shrimp. I love crab. I love lobster. Am, um, I, am I weird if I love lobster, but I I really have never liked crab very much. I mean, they don't. They're similar, but not the same. So yeah, I don't know lobster what it is. It's just a butter delivery vehicle. Yeah, so it's crab. No, yeah. lobster. No, lobster by itself cool. tastes pretty good too. I mean, it has like a nice taste to it. I've always just sound. I don't know what it is like. So like, I love crab cakes, for example. Like, I really so like you crab don't like you don't like having to like use a little crab fork and pulling it out of the crab leg. It's it's not like the the process though. It's literally like I've had like. Uh, even you ever go to like a like a seafood place and they sell like the little like pre pulled crab claws that you can get? No. Okay. They, there's a seafood place by me that has like they sell like uh, pre pulled you know crab claws. So it's like a little the little claw shell, but like, then it's got all the buying a pre rolled joint at the dispensary, basically. <laughs> but so it's, Man, it's, I can't do it. Do it. I don't really me. make. Do you you make crab at home? Like I I no I crab them out. Well, so these are these are pre cooked too. Like you, you're supposed to eat them almost like like cocktail shrimp. You know what Got I mean? It. Okay. Like they're like cold. My parents used to get them all the time. I, I don't buy them myself because obviously, like I'm saying, I don't. Right, you don't like crab. Yeah. But it, when I used to eat those, I was just like, eh. Like I just I don't love it. I, I love lobster though. I can eat lobster all freaking day. I I just I don't know what it is about crab. I'm not a huge crab guy. Maybe um, it's because you were eating like refrigerated preserved crab. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, like, no, nah, dude. Like, like, like you put like recently cooked crab with the the liquid butter it's like so good no this is like this no i know what you're saying it's just <laughs> it's from like i'm sorry for beating himself like, no dude i don't think you understand i mean this wasn't, gone. this wasn't like dollar store crab they're buying yeah, it from like i got it like, seafood place but it's like zach isn't saying it's like poorly prepared it's just like not how like crab is normally yeah, dude there's a reason that they give it to you like just murdered you know what i mean yeah like the longer it waits, the longer it sits around, it's definitely bad. I don't know that. I just this is just logical based on guess, the way this handled. I guess that's possible. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, Zach, that's a nice segue. What's your what's your favorite? <laughs> Send Alex a gift card to a place that has fresh crab. Um, what, oh, my favorite seafood. Um, 
I, I don't really know. I'm not like a huge seafood guy. I like salmon. Uh, I also like mussels, but that's also sort mussel, of like mussel are good. Yeah, it's like a garlicky butter though. Like like when you get the mussels with the bread and and you just dip it in the whatever shit. It's so good. Um, and also uh, baked clams under really good. But the the real answer is sushi. Oh my god, I didn't even consider sushi a sushi. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, so, you're right. Yeah, I mean, like sushi, sushi didn't even occur to me, but that's the answer. Sushi is a bunch of different types of fish. So which Whatever, sushi? dude. <laughs> Cry about it, crab man. Yeah. So, so um, you, also, like, also want to throw out calamari. Oh, yeah, calamari's yeah. great. Mm. Ooh, good, well cooked calamari. So good. Is completely different. And I like both kinds. Just to be clear, I like shitty fried calamari. Yeah, fried calamari is good too. But like, yeah. but like, Ooh. well, yeah, I agree with you. I, I like it way better when it's not fried. Even though fried calamari is also enjoyable. Yeah, I'm all of it. Give yeah. it to me. I think. Uh, let's see. If I was gonna pick mine, I think. Chilean sea bass, probably my favorite seafood. Really? Oh yeah, it's so good. Oh, I, I thought you were. I thought you were setting up a joke. No, this is for real. Chilean okay. sea bass. It's like one of the most like delicious. Like you never had Chilean sea bass, Zach? No. Oh, it is. It is good. I no, was just so yeah. I, I just like the Chilean seemed. No, oddly it's like a specific. It, no, he's not. It's like a very common thing. You, you okay? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's usually, like, I guess that's just where most of them are sourced from, but usually if you're at, like, a restaurant, it'll be, like, Chilean sea bass. Okay. Um, and then probably lobster. Uh, I'm actually, like, I'm hit or miss on shellfish. Like, I like I like lobster. I like shrimp. Not a huge crab guy. I don't, I don't really like any of the, uh, like, clam family. So, like, clams, mussels, whatever. I think mostly just because I hate if I ever get one that has hidden sand in it and <laughs> like I don't get it washed out. That's just the grossest thing ever to me, eating sand. Um, so I, I really – like I've eaten a few of that. And, and I guess it's just like the taste doesn't trump the potential disgustingness of getting sand in my mouth. Um, so I, I don't particularly love sand, it. Sand is not that bad. I mean I don't want what? it. So I'm like, I don't like it. All right? I don't like it. It's really – it's yeah. coarse and rough. And it gets everywhere. <laughs> it gets, it gets everywhere. everywhere. Yes. Yeah. I'm Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love salmon. I like uh, a tuna steak. Tuna steaks are really have you guys ever had that? Where yeah. It, yeah. You get it like like real quick, like flash fried, so it's still basically raw in the middle. So good. Um, by the way, while we're on the topic of food, what'd you make for dinner tonight, Zach? Oh, you no, I picked up food. I was in the office today. You know what that means? Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) It's my ritual, guys. Oh, man. man. All right. Well, this is a perfect opportunity to move to our next question. You've got mail. Uh, From James Marcita. So, Zach, I want to throw this to you first. If you were trying to pick me up, me up specifically, so meaning James Marcita, uh, how would you hit on me? I I would ignore him because he can't stand being ignored, and that would do it. So you would neg him? Yes, oh, yeah, I'm not even say anything. I look in the eye, turn away, and talk to someone else. Yeah, yeah. As someone who knows James somewhat well, I I would say that that's definitely the right strategy is nagging James. <laughs> yeah. He would respond well to that. Like, I, I don't think it would work well to play to like to 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 make him feel too good about himself. I think <laughs> I think you gotta you gotta knock James down. Yeah, you have to nag him, and you have to outsmart him in some way. Yeah, yeah, that would definitely. You like work. really, yeah. I think it would really get him going if you were like if you proved you were smarter than him. Yeah, sign of intelligence, and then just like nagging him, pretending you think he's he's 
worthless. That would that would be the best way to hit yeah. on James. If anyone's interested and wants to go hit on him in the <laughs> All right. So now we've we've made it to our sort of real James question. So I'm giving him props for asking one here. You've got mail. Does Julius have what it takes to step up during the Knicks' most important moments thinking playoffs here, or is he destined to go duty in his diapy for the rest of his career? <laughs> he, he couldn't just ask a serious question. It had to be duty in his diapy. <laughs> yeah. Matt, is he going to go duty in his diapy, or is he going to step up? We've seen we've seen Julius in, in five playoff games, and the, the Hawks' defense for those five playoff games was completely heated on him because nobody else knew how to play basketball, apparently, during that series. Um, so I, I'm not worried about it. I mean... It would have been nice if he, you know, like parlayed that season into a good playoffs, but kind of is what it is. It turned out we've all thought the Hawks were a good matchup, but it turned out they were not. Um, but I don't think he is destined to go do it, do it in his diapy for the rest of his career. Okay. Zach, what do you think? Oh, I don't believe in destiny, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with Matt. No, that's all I have. It's fine. I think, I think if he is relied upon as a number one option in the playoffs for the rest of his career, like an unequivocal number one option, then he will be, he will do Dean his diapy for the rest of his career. Cause that was the issue against the Hawks. But if he, you know, if the Knicks build a team around him, if RJ Barrett develops, if quickly develops enough, like if they add another, you know, star at some point and they can sort of lighten the load, I bet you he'll have some really great playoffs where he makes some really key plays passing the ball and scoring the ball. So I do not think he will go duty in his diapy either because I want to at least have faith enough in the Knicks to think that they could build that sort of team around Hell Julius yeah. Randle. So I'm going to say a resounding no. So that's three no's. You've got mail. Uh, this one is a, is a throwback question. Uh, our buddy Mikey <laughs> Cooks, Mikey <laughs> underscore Cooks 7, uh, asks us, Kevin Knox or Michael Kidd Gilchrist? <laughs> question mark. I love how you can revisit this at like six different points and come to a different conclusion every single time. Yeah. Uh, uh, Matt, what do you think? Uh, hey, Kevin Knox is still in the NBA. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Uh, Zach, what do you think? I, I agree. Kevin Knox yeah. is still in the NBA. So I'll give a little bit of context. The reason that this is even like a question is because uh, Drew Steele, Doug, uh, started <laughs> off a, a firestorm in our in our Strickland Slack channel. At one point, uh, which would have happened in the Discord had the Discord been around at that time, and it was just like, I because it, it was when MKG got uh, cut at the end of last year's camp, and he's like, I would have kept my kid Gilchrist and cut Knox, and everybody's like, why? And he's just like, just because, like, I think you know, and essentially, I think boiled down to like, I think MKG makes for a better practice body to practice against or something. Like, was like his rationale, and I was just like. Who cares? Like, don't do that and keep instead keep the guy who's on his rookie deal and who's, you know, still has some potential. And then, yeah, Matt, to your point, like there's a reason that MKG was on a camp deal last year as a favor to him from Leon Rose. It's that he sucks. So, yeah, it's it's Kevin Knox, even for all of Kevin Knox's uh, flaws. It's Kevin Knox. You've got mail. All right, uh, next multi-question asker, we have Jax365, who's also on Twitter as Jax365, uh, but this came from the Discord. Uh, first one is right for me. I asked for clarification on this one because I was like, "This that's really random. Um, 
so Jax asked, can Alex confirm if he's going bald? And I was like, what? And he, he said, it's because I wear hats a lot on, uh, on Locked on Knicks. Good pickup. So uh, I, I gave a little, uh, like, a little bit of an answer in the Discord, but I'll just give the full thing here. So, like, I wear hats a lot because usually my hair is messy. And I don't want to go on because I have to be on camera for Locked on Knicks now. So I don't want to go oh. on with messy hair. So oh. I just throw a hat on. Plus, I usually wear my Strickland hat, which is nice marketing anyway. Um, you are you are really quite the marketer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's great stuff. Um, so you're not going bald. You're just dirty. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, yeah. So my hair will be like a little messy or whatever. So I won't want it. But uh, the other. So like. Honestly, though, yeah, like my hair is receding some. Like I actually had to change. I used to always be like a like a high and tight fade kind of guy, um, but I, I changed my hairstyle like five six years ago because. So I used to have like a natural like little widow's peak, but then it started receding back. So like, the one side is a little uneven to the other side now, as far as where it receded to, and so I started styling my hair where I swoosh it over to the left because the left has a little it's a little more receded than the right. Um, so yeah, I keep my hair a little longer now, but I mean, I don't think I've really lost any more hair in like the last like four years, maybe five, almost five years. I mean, it's maybe thinned out a little bit, a bit in the top. I think eventually like my dad is kind of like slowly balded over the years. He was more bald than me at this point in his life. Though. <laughs> Who the fuck are we still talking about this? <laughs> because I'm giving the answer that Jack's wanted. All right. Jack's <laughs> Why would you ask? Never ask this again, please. Now, let me let me tell you about my grandfather as well. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Eventually, I will be going bald, but it seems thanks to thanks for stalled. nothing, Jax. Thanks for nothing. It seems to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just have to listen to Alex talk about his hair for for like a full minute. <laughs> let me let me tell you about the conditioner I use. Um, I think it's made a big difference. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right. Uh, how now? How often do you guys wash your hair? Every day, uh, you shouldn't. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I don't. I mean, I I wet it every day. Well, of course you wet it. it every day. Yeah, I don't. I don't wash it. Wash. I wash mine twice a week. I use a yeah. shampoo and conditioner. Yeah. What? Maybe you should you wash. Your hair's falling out. I I learned from Queer Eye, thanks to Jonathan Van Ness, that uh, you shouldn't wash your hair every day. His yeah, they, was... they used to say that for. I knew oh, that for women. women. Yeah, I, women never. I, I've, right, like, but I've for some reason, time, but, yeah, yeah, it never. It was. It never clicked in my brain until yeah, like, the last either. year. Either I was. I was like, oh yeah, I'll, every girl I know doesn't wash her hair very often, but I'm gonna keep washing mine every day. And then right. I was watching Queer Eye, and he said that it's like, would you want to wash a shirt every day? And I was like, oh shit, you wouldn't want to wash a shirt every day. I don't even wash my shirt every month. Well, that's gross. <laughs> and that's exactly what we Jesus all expected. Christ, come on! Right. I sure you're joking. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not. Um, anyway, uh, we, I've seen where you live before. I've yeah, you, you you've seen my overwashed mellow shirt, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, Alex, you should maybe consider washing your hair less often. I will not do that, and I will continue. Wash yourself probably. more often. I do wash. Ask your wife. I bet she'll agree. No, nah, she probably would, but I don't care. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> um, You've got mail. Anyway, uh, next question from Jax. Uh, unless, do you guys want to hear more about my hair real quick? No. <laughs> All right. Um, has any of our opinions moved on Randall? Uh, I feel like we talked about Randall a lot in the show, but 
I don't know. Uh, Zach, where are you at? Where do you currently stand on Randall as far as how you feel about him? I, I mean, I think we're probably all more or less on the same page, which is that, yeah, my opinion has moved, but not not so much. It's just sort of in a weird middle ground between where he was when he sucked ass and when he was a fucking all-NBA MVP caliber player, which is, you know, I, I mean, I don't really remember, but I'm guessing we sort of expected that at least to some extent, coming into the season. So, oh, um, we, yeah, we were definitely saying like we figured he would be a little worse. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it's moved a little bit. I would have been happy if he was better, but nothing too crazy. Yeah, what do you think, Matt? He's been worse than like baking in what we were taught. Like what I was just saying, like that we all expected him to be a little worse. He's been worse than I expected him. The amount, I you know, what I'm trying to say, um, but. I'm not worried. Like I no. I generally know my opinion is not moved. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, my my general same thing. I you know, I think he's been a little worse than expected. My main thing is that some people are like, oh, the Knicks should be regretting giving him that contract extension. I still don't think that's the case. I still think he's worth the money that he's being paid, um, which is solid, like number two star money. You know, he's getting. He's getting paid like a Chris Middleton-ish player. Yeah, I think people forget that he's not – he doesn't have a max. No, not even close. Yeah. Not even close. People keep being like, yeah. oh, they basically gave him a max. No. Throw out all your old yeah. – throw out all your old, you know, conceptions about contracts and like that $100 million is like a humongous sum of money. Like getting a – a what what did it end up being? A five-year $100 million or a four-year $100 I think it was four one seventeen. Yeah, but that's if he hits all of his incentives. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, so probably like 4105 or whatever. I mean, that's like $25 million a year. That's solid number two star money. So, you know, is it ideal that they handed out that contract before the number one star money? Uh, no, but... They don't have a number one star to hand out the money to, so who cares? Exactly, you know, and, and he'll be getting paid fairly when they do get a number one star uh, that hopefully he'll defer to, you know what I mean? And, and things will work out. I think so. that's actually like skewed people's view of the Fournier contract too, because like Fournier getting 17 million is like high level role player. That's role player money. Yeah, it, it yeah. is now, but everyone's like, well, Randall is only 8 million less than Randall. So he's obviously being paid like a number two star. Cause Randall's being paid like a number one star, but neither of those are true. Bullock's original contract with the Knicks before the back issue. 15 was million. Like, it yeah. was like 12. Yeah. It was like 12 yeah. million. Yeah. And people were like, wow, that's a great deal for a three and D guy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I mean, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. People people just like to get mad about things. I think it's also that Fournier is the second highest paid player on the team. Yeah. But then, you know, it's like, oh, you're paid like second highest guy, so you should be better. And it's like, yeah, but he's also not paid like a superstar or anything close to it. Yeah, so, I mean, the Knicks don't have a max level player on the team. No, not even until, close. Uh, until Obi Toppin is ready to get his max contract. <laughs> until Obi Toppin is ready to get traded for whatever stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> You've got mail. Um. All right, uh, moving to our next question. From Jax, how sad are you guys that Mike Breen did not call the RJ game winner? Oh, oh and, then, okay. and then he also then he also followed up. Sorry, how sad do you think Breen is about it? I think it would have been better than his double bang for Curry. Ooh, the I think bang is legendary. Uh, yeah, he doesn't pull that out very often. I, I don't. I don't think he would have done the double. The he double. might, he might have, have. I don't even know if he would have done a bang. To be honest, no, he would have done a bang. Well, I feel like bang is not necessarily a buzzer beater. Yeah, he does bang anytime it's like a game breaking. A dagger, yeah, a dagger is the bang. Yeah, 
But yeah. I don't think he would have, like, double. He saves double bang for, like, playoff games. I, I don't think he would have. That was a regular season game, by the way. The Curry double bang? Yeah. That yeah. was the Oklahoma <laughs> City game. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think. Matt. What? No, just I'm kidding. No, I don't. I don't think he would have done it for that. No, but it, I I really did want to hear him on the call. So I actually I actually didn't watch it live. I went to see a movie uh, with a friend of mine, and I saw what happened. So when I went to rewatch the game the next day, I was very excited to hear the call mm. of that from Mike Breen, and of course, found out that. Yeah, so that was super disappointing. I I know, was, the off-the-window call was really good. I, yeah, I thought Brian Anderson's call was actually pretty good. I mean, obviously, Reams would have been better, but we didn't get a terrible call out. Yeah, I mean, it's also a comfort thing, right? Like, it, it's not it, – I don't mean to insult um, what's it, whatever his name is. I'm, I'm sorry. That's an insult. I literally insult. just said it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm out here just throwing insults left and right. But, it's you know, like, Breams our guy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just want him on the call for stuff like that because we'll never forget it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that just about explains my perspective on this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It would have been nice having Breen call it. It's, but you know, I, I really like the call that we did get the the off the window call by Brian. Yeah, Anderson. it was good. It was really yeah. good. So yeah. I'm not. I don't want to complain too much. I mean, there, hopefully there will be another opportunity for Breen to call. Um, you know, another one. I, but like I said, I don't know for sure if he would have, if he would have done a bang. Like I just think he would have been like. Uh, you know, RJ Barrett for the win. And then like, you know, let the moment overflow for a minute and then just been like, RJ Barrett, you know, wins the game for the next blah, 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 or something like that. Cause he does do those calls sometimes too, where he lets them, you know what? The more I think about it, I think you're right that he wouldn't have done any bang because like it also like the, there's no flow of the game for him to do it in because it's just, the game's just over. Right. Well, and it's like sometimes like he, he has a good understanding of like, he calls a bang when it's like a guy makes sort of a dagger with like a yeah. minute and a half. And that's not really a dagger. It's just the game's over. <laughs> well, because the, yeah. the crowd is, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. in, in the moments of the dagger, the crowd is reacting, but the play is still happening. Yeah. So he's got to talk yeah. through it. You know what yeah. I mean? Whereas when it's the end of the game, he knows like, let's just let the moment sink in for a yeah. second. So he probably would have been like RJ Barrett for the win. And then it would have banked in. And then he would have just heard like, ah, you know, from yeah. the garden crowd. And then he would have been like, RJ Barrett game winner, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think that's how I would have approached it. But uh, I don't know. I guess. I also, I mean, this is probably a hot, like it was, I'm like, to be clear, that was fucking awesome to see happen, especially watching it live. Um, but a random game, like a game, a game winner like that is like in a relatively unimportant game is like not going to be like something I'd be like, man, I really want to hear that call again, no matter who called it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I guess my overall answer. Yeah. It would have been great to have Breen do it, but overall experience, not too bad. You've got mail. Last one from, from Jax here, which Nick moment or event had you vexed for me? Phil left an open roster spot for most of the year, then signed Lamar Odom. Uh, Stephen A. Smith voice. I don't know if I could do that. Uh, <laughs> who was on crack? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I yeah, forgot they actually signed Lamar Odom. I'm really glad that Jax reminded us of this because that was very funny. Yeah, I forgot about that too, actually. And man, yeah. I, I Honestly, if you would have hit me with a trivia of that, I would have never remembered that. Yeah. You never saw it. It was so quick. Yeah. I really didn't remember that Lamar Odom was technically on the Knicks. He he never played for them. Because he was on crack. Yeah, because he was on crack. (laughs) Wow. I'm sorry for laughing. I mean, it's true. 
but yeah, it's not funny. But also, it's a little funny. I'm sorry. I mean, he's he's clean now from what yeah, I Yeah, he's good. good. Okay, then it's okay, right? Then yeah. I can laugh yeah. now. So, like, the situation is fun. We're not laughing at Lamar Odom. It's a funny right. situation. We're really right. laughing at Bill for being a fucking idiot. And also, he was on crack, and they just gave him <laughs> some money. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Is there the only other one? I mean, Bargnani, right? Because. Here's the thing. That was what – not all these are, are always obvious, right? There there are certain things like when Joachim Noah signed, it was like, okay, I could see this going south, but this could work. He's a good player, you know, and it obviously went south. That didn't work. But there was an argument at the time that maybe he was what they needed, right? With Bargnani, th- it was obvious from the second it happened that it was the dumbest possible move, and it's played out exactly like that, right? Like what else is more appropriate for this question? Uh, I actually have one. I think Ooh. that my my number one bizarre Knicks roster move has always and will always be when the Knicks signed Chris Smith oh, to, I knew. Yeah. to their to their fifteenth roster spot <laughs> to appease J.R. Smith. And like to be fair, like J.R. Smith you're trying to appease. <laughs> yeah. But like to be fair, I think J.R. actually took a slightly less amount of money because the Knicks said, Oh, we'll sign your brother. But they signed him to like a non-guaranteed contract. Or no, I'm sorry. They signed him to a fully guaranteed minimum deal and then still cut him. Yeah. And then JR had the reaction of like, you know, the, <laughs> the Instagram <laughs> post, right? Your yeah. Favorite meme. Yeah, it's your the favorite Instagram, meme. The Instagram <laughs> post where he just said uh where he just he just had it as hashtag betrayal as his text. And it was uh, you know, the sad thing about uh the betrayal. <laughs> the sad thing about betrayal, yeah. it never comes from an enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there like a typo in it? Not too? Doing this from by heart, Alex. You you post that all the time. I know, I know. <laughs> That's probably why I'm like blanking on it, because it's just like I know it too well that it just it blanked in my head for a Wait, second. Wait, there everything relating to J.R. Smith, there there I mean, he said moment or event. It wasn't necessarily a roster move. So like the shoelace incident also counts. The time where he shot – didn't he also have a Bargnani when they could have held the ball and he shot it? Was that him? Uh, n- no, that was for um, Cleveland in the final. Yeah, that's 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 the – Oh, right, right, right. I'm um, yeah, sure yeah, right. like with his hands out at him, like what the yeah. fuck? Oh, yeah, the cla- – oh, that's a yeah. classic. Because um, he, he shot it way too early, I think, yeah. in that one. Yeah, I, I mean, it, this didn't have me vexed, but since we're talking about JR moments, obviously there is you want to get the pipe. Yeah. Yes, exactly. that was the other one. Yes, I can't believe I fucked that up. You're trying to get the pipe, and the and the uh, the shoe untying. That yeah. was fun. Yes. Yeah, the shoe untying. Yeah, where he kept untying people's shoes. That one was just frustrating though, because at that point they sucked, and you were just like, "Jared, stop it!" I thought that was hilarious personally, but it was hilarious. But also, you were just like, "This isn't funny anymore." Like the team <laughs> sucks. Stop making us a laughing stock. <laughs> can we? Oh, wait a second. Oh, can we give a shout out to the We Want Kenter? Because that's more of the fans, but that was fucking. That was vexing. Yeah, what about um, when Canner came on the floor in uh, the the first of the home and home games against Boston, and and ran? I think it was Randall and and Taj looking at each other like, "Yeah, let's go! Like, let's go fuck him up!" Like, yeah. <laughs> just oh, like yeah. this, like this. Uh, we shouldn't be calling him. Can- I mean, even though it's very dumb that he changed the last name, it's I guess it's not appropriate of us to call him Canner. Um, when when Freedom uh-huh. went on to the court, um, they were like. We have the freedom to go to the basket. Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Oh, gee, Matt, that was a bad joke. I didn't want to say anything. But... Um, all right, moving to our next question. You've got mail. Uh, from Twitter. We're back to a Twitter question here. Uh, NK fan at fan. Wow. At fan 994-364-9419. Is that a phone number? Bot, yeah, dude, that's like Russian bot behavior. It really does look like a bot. Yeah. yeah. It's it's the right but it's the right amount of uh the right amount of numbers to be a phone number. Try calling it. Call it right now, put it on, on the show. Be like, hey, we're answering yeah. your question. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this question's great. We just want to tell you. Um so two part question here. Uh, who can the Knicks select as RJ's new coach next season? And then there's a few emojis. It was the eyes and then the face with rolling eyes and then the thinking face and then fire emoji. So who can the Knicks <laughs> select as RJ's new coach next season? I'm assuming I, if Tibbs gets fired. Yeah, I don't I don't think Tibbs is – they would have to really flame out. Like when they were like – I think we talked about this briefly on Slack, I think, right, Alex, when they were like – Really, it looked like they were about to just completely crater. We were like, yeah. maybe it's like slightly moving towards they would fire Tibbs after this year, but I think we talked about be... that on here. Maybe we might have talked about that on one of our shows. Maybe here. I don't remember where we were talking about it, but e- like even if they win thirty, if they win thirty-five games, would be a terrible season. But like even then, I don't think Tibbs is getting fired. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so either. Um. So yeah, Phil Jackson is who they should get. <laughs> Install the triangle with Julius and RJ. Let's bring back Fizz. Yeah. F- oh my God. Yeah, Fizzdale. Let's do that. Where's Jeff Hornacek? <laughs> Probably on Fox News. Oh my God. Oh wow. That's presumptive. Wait, was he? No, right? I'm not. It is not presumptive. They. You didn't see Fox News. Mate, first of all, like one of his daughters was like a Fox News personality for a very brief period of time. I oh, think. that but, I didn't know. But okay. also, after the Jordan doc came out, they made a... Fox News made a Jeff Hornacek doc. Oh, my really? God. Yeah, seriously. Wait, is that a joke? Or are you serious? No, I'm not kidding. They oh, my God. Kidding. Just because of racism. Wait, was it Grayson Allen? Was it horrible? I didn't watch it, but That's like it was called like the Jordan Stopper or some shit. Like, no. was, you know, yeah, I'm not. Look it up right now. Oh, no, shut the fuck up. The I, think wanna, I think we need to watch this as a family for science, just to see how bad it was. We need to like go on one of the uh, one of those. Oh my god, guarding Jordan. 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 <laughs> sec, yeah, his daughter. Oh my god. Says, wait, dude, the description on the Fox News website says former NBA star Jeff Hornacek. Describes yeah. what it was like to guard Michael Jordan. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oh okay. And here we go. Former NBA player and coach Jeff Hornacek and his daughter, Fox Nation host Abby Hornacek. So yeah, she she was a. Uh, Is she still on Fox Nation? I have That's no idea. I have no idea. Oh, gross! All right. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe. Just- uh, wait. Here's here's the here's the rigorous headline. In their in their review of the uh, documentary, guarding Jordan is just about failing to guard Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All so, right, I mean, and they only made it because you know Fox is racist, and well, Fox News is racist, and they wanted you know they weren't happy that there was a documentary about a black man. Probably, I'm surprised they didn't make the Larry Bird documentary, but 
I guess Larry, <laughs> Larry Bird probably didn't want to make a documentary with them. Yeah, you think Jeff Wilson was their first choice? <laughs> can you can you imagine if they made that one though, and like Larry Bird like refused to like nobody cooperated except for like the occasional like janitor or ticket seller or something. So they had to, like, still just like, Jeff Hornacek. Yeah, and Jeff Hornacek. Like I remember what it was like playing <laughs> with and against Larry Bird. Yeah, <laughs> would they call it the first dance? <laughs> it's all yeah. better dance. It's all about how. Dance. It's it's actually just all about how like at least Larry Bird didn't get AIDS. <laughs> oh, my oh my god! Oh, That's what they would do. You tell me I'm wrong. They would totally do. Oh my god! They would also they would definitely call it. They would just like flat out call that documentary the Great White Hope. Like yeah, yeah. because that was like more acceptable to say back then. Like in the '80s, they'd be like, "People said it in the '80s about him, so of course we can yeah. say it now." Yeah, it, it would. I'm just like. They would. It would be so racist. I, I'm, I'm sure the Jeff Hornacek documentary already is very racist. So, <laughs> I'm sure they probably try to paint it like Jeff Hornacek locked him up and oh, the they, Jazz won two championships. I like, guarantee they call him gritty like 400 times in that documentary. <laughs> a gym rat. <laughs> yeah, gym rat. Yeah, Michael Jordan didn't even try that hard. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm we cannot... you guys about that. I didn't know you didn't know about this. I never heard of that before. Yeah, this that's, is incredible. That's insane. I I might have to watch it just for the laughs. If it's wait, only wait, like can we hour. do can we do that as a um, Patreon uh... watch party? A watch party of just Hornacek documentary. Yeah, yeah it'll be it. really funny. I, <laughs> I will it. I will float the idea out there. That could be a very funny funny time. Uh, all right, we're gonna move to our next questions though. Uh, so our next questions come from Zan Rosen, uh, in our Discord. Wait, no, you skipped, you skipped the question, Alex. Oh, did I? My yeah. Bad. From this oh, crap. Th- I'm sorry. From I NK highlighted Fitness. it for you, bro. I scrolled too far. Yeah. I was probably trying to avoid Zach's clicky, uh, <laughs> finger there. Uh, anyway. You've got mail. So, uh, NK fan, sorry for almost skipping NK fan's second question. Who can we get as RJ's new co-star for the Randall trade? Grinning face with smiling eyes. Um, uh, Ben Simmons. I don't know. Yeah. I I mean. They would accept that trade probably. Yeah, they would. They would do that. Yeah. I mean, at this point, Maury's got to be getting. Yeah, Maury would be able to sell that. Like, look, I did what I said I was going to do. I got. I I mean, I think Julius Randall and Joel Embiid could actually be pretty good together. Man, I'm just imagining the Knicks lineup of. Of Ben Simmons, Evan Fournier, RJ, Mitch, and Taj, probably. No, Toppin. No, nope. I guarantee he doesn't play Taj. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Yeah, it'd be pretty <laughs> ugly. That would be so bad. Would they, like, would they make a single three pointer? Um, like two, I guess like Fournier two. would make occasional three pointers, but. But, RJ hopefully would. Yeah, but like everyone would guard it. Like RJ would be like triple teamed. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you could get Simmons in an ideal world where like personality is set aside, I could see from a basketball perspective that being kind of interesting if you were willing to do a lineup of like like if you would do Simmons and have him basically guard fives and he would sign up for that and mm-hmm. have it be Simmons, RJ, quickly top in and uh, Fournier or something like that. I, I think that could be actually a pretty intriguing lineup, but you know, requires a lot of creative thinking. Which we I think if you did good. like um, Simmons, Toppin, Grimes, IQ, and RJ would be like a very good defensive lineup. That's true. Well, yeah. So that would be great defensively too. 
And yeah. same general concept, I guess, with Grimes as Fournier. You know, you just yeah. Well, I, I mean, he's a much better defender than than Fournier, and then you know, I mean, you'd have a weird bench in that case. So it would be like Kemba, Fournier, Burks, Taj. <laughs> That would be, be like his ideal starting lineup. Right, off the bench. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Now we can move to our our quest. Our next questions. But thank you uh, to NK fan fan nine nine four three six four nine four one nine. Thank you very much. Uh, our next questions come from Zan Rosen from uh, the Strickland Discord. You've got mail. Uh, Zan asks, favorite NBA announcers, play-by-play, and color commentary, excluding Breen and Clyde. I think that, uh, fucking, oh my god, what's, uh, Kevin Harlan? Yeah, Yeah, Harlan Harlan makes the game a little too much about him sometimes, but I think in general I really like him. No, he's fucking great, dude. He just, uh, he's got, that guy is awesome. I love him. I, I just think that Kevin Harlan, like, unlike what I said with Breen, where Breen sometimes knows when to just shut up. Kevin Harlan never really quite knows when to shut up. Um, but. Alex, the, the the NBA announcer critic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, but I do like Harlan. Harlan, Harlan has the has is the most creative shit. It's so much fun. Yeah, and Harlan Harlan has like the voice. Like he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a great voice. Yeah. Iron Eagle's pretty good too, which I, I hate to admit. Iron Eagle, yeah. Um. I'm not the biggest Gus guy, but I love Gus Johnson. Honestly, yeah. I most I love Gus Johnson more when he's calling a sport he knows nothing about. For whatever yeah. reason, like when he used to call soccer, it was actually really amusing because he like had no idea what was going on. I was just screaming. <laughs> <all the time. laughs> but no, yeah. I mean, I honestly do love Gus Johnson calling basketball. It's just so it's. I mean, it's just he's like so you know he's so crazy. Yeah, Gus is like the closest thing that. U.S. sports have to like a soccer announcer. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, like with the the you, know, uh, you mean like a Spanish soccer announcer? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like yeah. the you know he's the closest thing that you're gonna get to like I God I don't speak Spanish so you know just <laughs> like speaking in in, in very fast Spanish and then all of a sudden go go. <laughs> um, trying to think like color commentator. I feel like I have no other color commentators I like. Really? In, yeah, in, none in, of the national color commentators are really that good. I have plenty that I hate. The I Hornets guy? That I the Actually, guy. no. Okay, I like Van Gundy a lot. Van Gundy, I like. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, I used to like Van Gundy, but he's just mostly, he mostly like whines about shit now. Yeah, but bro, it comes with the territory. It's part of the character. It's like Stephen A. Smith. You I know, know but it's just, I think like he's way, I think part of it is Mark Jackson being back. Like, I think he's much more enjoyable when it's just him and Breen. I, I agree with that. I have been enjoying Vince Carter. Yeah, he's a yeah, color commentator. He's pretty good. We're obviously agreeing that Reggie Miller is the worst color commentator. Yeah. Chris Webber is pretty fucking bad. Yeah, he's bad too. But Reggie Miller is so much worse. Reggie Miller is the worst because anytime that I'm generally watching him, he's calling a Knicks game. Like he's not quite as insufferable when he's not calling Knicks games, but because of how insufferable he is on national yeah. no, games, bro, Reggie does this fucking thing where he he like hides it under this veneer of like being nice and like uses nice words you know what i mean but you know he's you know he's pushing that button and you know it and you can't prove it but you know it and he did this in the last dance too you know every time they interview him he's like being coy about it and he's like oh it was all in good fun but you know he doesn't mean that you know he's fucking mad about it still to this day and i get that vibe from him all the time it drives me fucking crazy yeah yeah and he i mean he takes 
He takes a lot of like veiled shots at the Knicks. Exactly. Like during Knicks games that are just annoying. Like Exactly. You know, he he does it on purpose, for yeah. sure. And does like patronizing levels of Yeah, plays, he knows what he's know? doing. He's smart. Yeah. I will give him that. He's smart. Yeah. But uh yeah, so I don't like it. Weber is just I mean honestly, I don't mean to be mean, but like listening to Weber sometimes like listening to a sack of rocks. I'm just like, dude, you're bringing nothing to this right now. Like you're just like stating the obvious or just straight up stating something that's wrong. Like, I just, I don't understand where you're, where you're trying to get with this. Uh, I actually, I've enjoyed when Shaq comes on for like the players only things or whatever. Like they occasionally have Shaq do like an announcement, you know, in announcing a game. And I kind of enjoy him because I just think Shaq's funny, but you know, it's not. Yeah, Shaq is funny. Fifteen years ago, it's not that funny anymore. I still think Shaq and Chuck and Kenny are funny. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I like, I like their banter. I, I know people love them. I don't like. I honestly really don't find them that funny for the most part. Oh, well, yeah, but look at you! I'm so evolved. I expect, I expect higher comedy. Yeah. Well, you know what? Do you want inside the NBA to be an episode of The Office or Parks and Rec? Or something? Well, definitely not. Definitely not. The I mean, I don't want to go too much, but I don't think the I think The Office is, is overrated. overrated. I know. Yeah. You also think that's a low form of comedy for you? Whatever. I'm with Matt. No, I love Parks and Rec, but yeah, Parks and Rec is way better. Way better. I think I think Parks and Rec is better too. Actually, I think I think Inside the NBA should actually just be Succession. <laughs> just okay. just have it star all the characters from Succession, and you know. I think it'd be a lot funnier if, if Roman Roy were on TV being mean to basketball players. Okay. All right. I, I do have one more question. This is not an NBA announcing crew, but can we agree that outside of Breen and Clyde who were, and, and maybe also if we want to set aside Matt's fandom, because I think that I, Matt, I know at least you would agree with me, like Gary, Keith and Ron are like probably the best. Yeah. But they're like, even outside of Mets fans, like they're, they're like consistently voted the top announcing yeah. team. Yeah. But yeah. like, if we're talking outside of them, I think for football, Nance and Romo easily is the best, right? Oh yeah, Romo. I mean, I love Romo's still really good, but like, I feel like he is not at when he first started. He was like amazing, and I feel like yeah. he's not as good as he used to be. It's gotten a little commercial, like, but I think they're telling him to do that. Like, I yeah, think yeah. I, think it's like, um, I really like Greg Olson's been really good this year, and Akib Talib is just so fun to listen to because he's, oh, he's like on the call. Yeah, really, what? Akeem Talib. Yeah, they have him. They always have him on shitty games for some reason. Um, but he he's always really enjoyable because he like he just you know he's like really he's a character, isn't he? Yeah, he's a character. So he yeah. he says really weird shit, but he also is you know obviously really smart about football. So he you know makes a lot of uh, interesting observations. But I actually like so circling back to Romo, I wouldn't be surprised if he got told by. Um, the networks, you know, like by like CBS, like, like almost if like teams were like complaining about the fact that he was calling out their shit so much. Yeah, like, you're probably right because like it was so much more fun when he was like calling. Like, he was literally like, being like, "Okay, here comes a draw," you yeah. know, to the middle, and they're gonna call a quick uh, motion here, and they would literally do the exact same thing. Yeah, there was like, that. There was that one Raiders drive in like his first year where he just called out like five plays in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which oh, we talk about. Can we talk about the Manning cast and how great that is? Oh, yeah, that's phenomenal. Oh, I never yeah. listened to it. I haven't oh, watched it. Oh, Zach, you have to watch it next year. Yeah, they do. You're not it's, remember. It's, but like you, it's, it's too far away. Basically, <laughs> basically, it's Peyton and Eli, and they spend the first, like, three, four minutes of each quarter just kind of BSing with each other. 
And then they bring on a guest for every quarter, and they essentially just host like a talk show during the game, and it's hilarious. They barely okay. talk about the game. Unless, yeah, really? like, yeah, I mean, they do, but like mostly they like occasionally Peyton and Eli will like break down a play, but usually they're just like being weird. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just so, so funny. funny. And it's always great. Like, honestly, it's I hate watching the Giants, so they suck, but I actually like it when they've been on Monday Night Football this year because. Eli gets so mad about how bad they are. <laughs> like so mean to him about it. I'm gonna look so, it up on YouTube when we finish up. Yeah, it's really funny. He like he Eli's just like angry and dejected, and Peyton like really rubs it in. So it's it's and, just really yeah. Peyton and Eli are just like such assholes to each other. It's yeah. so funny. Um. Anyway, all right, we're we're starting to get into a really long show here, so we'll stop talking about really? sports. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, we're we're into we're into like all time long show territory. At least we only have six questions left. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna try to do all these justice, but man, you've got mail. Uh, so Zan Rosen asked us uh, uh, as a second question, where would you take IQ in a twenty twenty redraft? I, I guess the easiest way is just what players would you take over him? So I'll just throw out some candidates. Like this is interesting. Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, Lamelo Ball, Patrick Williams. Isaac Okoro, uh, Onyeko Kongwu, Killian Hayes, Obi, Denny Avdia, Jalen Smith, Devin Vassell, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Kyra Lewis, Aaron Neesmith, I don't, uh, Cole Anthony, I'll say. I don't think I have to say any others. Okay, okay. yeah, that's 15. You're down 15. I think that's not. Yeah, so I don't I don't think that anybody else – but I'm just saying, like, that's the top 15. I don't think – No, I'm obviously gonna, you're not saying all yeah. those players will be ahead of him. No, I don't think anybody else outside the top 15 I would take above quickly. Sadiq so. Bay is pretty good. Uh, he's not better than Quigley. He might be, but no, I don't, think, I, don't that, think uh... I don't think he is. <laughs> I was just letting Zach's take Marini. <laughs> uh, uh, Maxi, I guess also Maxi. I was I was about to say Maxi. Yeah, yeah Ma- Maxi's making a case for himself too. Um, I would say <sighs> Edwards, Lamelo. Obviously, yes, you're taking. Yep. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely Ball, definitely Edwards. I think Wiseman would fall outside of the quickly range at this point. You could argue it for sure. Yeah. Um, the the health crazy, and just but... the overall effectiveness. I don't. I don't think that he's really there right now. Uh, Patrick Williams, I think I would definitely still take for the upside play. Yeah, definitely Williams. Acoro. I haven't seen him play very much. It's a little iffy. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I think I'd probably still take Acoro, but that's a that's a close one. Yeah, Okongwu. I, I don't know that I would take over quickly. No, Hayes is never plays. So, yeah, Hayes is having a hard time playing on the shittiest, shit team? shittiest yeah. team in the NBA. I mean, yeah, I, 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 they, every Knicks fan wanted to kill him, including me. Yeah, I just I do want to point out very <laughs> quick that he was the guy. Yeah, yeah. thank God they took the Pistons took him before the Knicks. Um, Toppin, as much as I love Obi, I would take quickly over Toppin. I would take quickly over Obi too. Yeah. Are we in agreement? Um, Zach? Zach? Sorry, I totally got distracted. Take quickly over Obi? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. yeah. I would take quickly over Evdia. I would as well. And over Jalen Smith, even with the, the resurgence. Yeah. I would um, take him over Vassell. I would take him over Vassell, not over Halliburton. That's um, a t- I think they're, that's a tough one because I feel like Halliburton's not been as good this year as he was last year. But no, but I still better think. Better than quickly last year. Yeah, I still I still think I would still take Hal- it's it's razor thin, but I'd still take yeah. Halliburton. Um and then Kyra Lewis, I would definitely not take over. Yeah, him. no. I mean, you, no. you might take Cole Anthony over. Uh, I would 
probably take quickly, but that's also very close. Cole Anthony's really coming around. That's why I mean, yeah, Cole like Anthony's been good. Yeah. I mean, dude, he's averaging twenty points this year. Yeah, he's been great this year, but I, I think I'd still take quickly. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's I don't think team, Anthony so. plays defense is the thing, right? As well, yeah. But, yeah. but twenty points per game is no joke, even on a bad team. Yeah. Cole Anthony right now, I feel like is having a Colin Sexton uh, career arc. Well, that's interesting. Like, okay, so that was. Um, Edwards, Ball, two, Pat Williams, three, Okoro, we were kind of iffy on. So and then the next we'll, one would be Hallie. I would probably take him like sixth or seventh, I think is my yeah. answer. Yeah, because the other one, like Okoro, Halliburton, Anthony, and Bay. Oh, and what about Desmond Bain? Oh, yeah, Bain's been. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, all, so that's like, what, like five guys who quickly is like kind of in the area of. So that's definitely top ten. We'll just say safely top ten. Yeah, maybe yeah. you know it probably wouldn't go ahead of all those guys that, but like which would make is like that's the only way to be top five. But um, yeah, probably definitely top ten. Definitely top ten at this point, and I think Obi would be just on the outside looking in. Yeah, agreed. Um, I think you basically take that the entire group ahead of Obi, and then nobody else, right? Mm. Is there anyone else you take ahead of Obi that we didn't name yet? Uh, oh, you mean like out of the redraft we just did? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like, yeah, they literally might go back to back. Right. I, think, I mean, nine, nine, 10, quick, 11, like, quickly, quickly would probably be like right around where Obi was picked, and Obi would probably be like 11. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because I can't, I mean, I still to this day, I mean, I still like Vassell. Like, I would consider it, but I don't think that I would. I don't think you're taking Vassell over Obi. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Well, so that basically answers that. So let's move to our next question. But thanks, Zan. You've got mail. Uh, so also out of the strict cord, uh, Ronnie from Hell's Kitchen asks, whose soul is Frank going to try to snatch? And is there a Nick who would never recover? So oh. this is, I mean, Frank has traditionally like once a year tried to dunk all over somebody. Yeah. And he, I, I think he only converted over Gobert the one year. Yeah. But I, he tried, didn't he try to dunk on Porzingis? He did. Time? And, and he got fouled and it got called yeah. blocked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anybody, right. My fucking guy, he's absolutely going to try to dunk on us. Yeah, I think and I respect it. He'll, he'll try to dunk on Mitch. Yeah, I'll try to dunk on Mitch. That's that's like the biggest baddest dude. He like tries to yeah. pick the biggest baddest yeah. guy on the yeah. playground and dunk on him. Um <laughs> will it. Mitch recover? Yes, I think Mitch will. Yeah, Mitch will be fine. I don't think. Mitch literally doesn't give a shit about basketball. I, I don't I actually <laughs> 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 he even register for him. <laughs> He's fine. He doesn't. He doesn't now care this, at all. This is a fun impression to try to do, but like Mitch would just be like, "Yeah, man, no, man, like he just dunked on me. He's fine." I just, just, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, He's definitely too busy thinking about video games. Yeah. No, I don't. You think Mitch plays a lot of video games? I don't know what the he fuck he does. Fortnite all the time too. I feel like Mitch doesn't play like. Call of Duty, though, I feel like he plays like Candy Crush religiously. Maybe, but whatever. Are you calling a 40 year old housewife? Uh, yeah, seriously, Candy Crush? I, it's just something like that. You know I, what I mean, I like, feel like whatever it is, Mitch is not thinking about basketball. He's just, he doesn't care. Or maybe Mitch plays, um, maybe Mitch plays like free to play games that have. I was going to say, he definitely plays like a pay to win game on his phone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and like it's like I got NBA money. Yes. <laughs> I can get all the upgrades. <laughs> so much money on it. <laughs> I got a budget of two thousand a month for this game. <laughs> He's like literally keeping this one random game afloat by himself. 
<laughs> can you imagine he's got like what is it like lily's garden or whatever that one that's like where you have to maintain your little like garden space and like play all the mini games and shit he's definitely very proud of his like garden or whatever that, uh, i don't know guy. yeah that's too deep of a cut man yeah i have no Shut idea you can't go there uh anyway all right moving to the next you've got mail next question this comes from uh from hug life who's currently in our uh Strict core going is Archie Diacono is Hallie East. Uh, I'm going to read this as he wrote it. Oh, uh, I didn't think you were. All right. <laughs> uh, you know what? Screw it. I'll read it. We're deep in the show. If someone made it this far, they deserve this. Uh, what would you give up for Cum Reddick? Is that Cam Reddish? It's Cam Reddish, obviously. Cam Reddish? I don't I thought JJ Reddick for some, well, not for some reason. It, it literally said Reddick. I know. So, that's why I was confused, bro. Uh, so, so there's, so there's been two I, report, there's been two reports out there as far as Cam Reddish's value. Um, one said that they're looking for a first rounder. The other one said that they're trying to package like two of their young guys up into one like better player. So like do Cam Reddish and like Herder or something for you know one Kevin Herder. I would literally fold the Knicks before I accepted that idiot on my team. <laughs> you don't want you don't want Jeremy Cohen playing for the Knicks. to this because you get very upset. Um, can I can I reframe this question? Sure. So Prez, while we were recording, um, tweeted out a trade rep- proposal. Three way trade between the Knicks, the Hawks. I almost said Braves for some reason. The the Hawks and the and the Pacers. You ready? Uh, Knicks get Miles Turner. Hawks get either Rose or Kemba and a shitty Knicks first rounder. And Indiana gets Reddish, Mitch, Knox, a second rounder, and a better Knicks first rounder. What do you think? So it's two two picks given up to get back Turner? Knicks are giving up either Rose or Kemba, Mitch, Knox, and two first rounders for Turner. If yeah, I like, could do that while well, giving up Kemba, I would consider it. And if one of those was the Hornets pick. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't give up Rose. He did say shitty New York pick, so I assume right. shitty New York pick is is that. Yeah. I mean I I think I'd be okay. I with think that. I'd do like I think I'd do the Hornets pick and then like the twenty twenty four pick or something like that. I'm like try to, don't they have another pick that's not theirs? Another the first pick. Okay. Uh, I think the only extra first round in it they have left it well the maps. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. If you, could do, have, if you could do it with the with the Mavs pick, and uh, and the Hornets pick. Yeah, I, I guess I, yeah. I mean, that Mavs pick is top ten protected, so you might as well just trade it because like yeah, and if, so they, if they like fall off the deep end, you're not going to get it anyway. I, I would say so. I guess I guess the idea of this would be if we were going to try to figure out what picks it would be, whatever. If you're saying a shitty New York first round pick, that's the Charlotte one. Yeah, and then if you're saying a better but not great, that would be the Dallas one. Right. Because that's less heavily protected. Yeah. So I mean, if it's those two plus Knox, Mitch, and Rose Kemba, Kemba. I, mean, I know he said Rose or Kemba, but like we're not trading Rose in this. So thing. it'd be Kemba. Yeah. And I would assume I would assume they're providing the second round pick too. Yeah, he didn't say, um, but like it's got to be that Atlanta's providing the second round pick. And then they get Miles Turner. I mean, yeah, I'd probably do it. That would still kind of sting a little bit, but I think that would be a good move that would make them. better. I mean, like I I actually I I like Kemba. Just fine, but like you know, losing him is whatever. Obviously, losing Knox doesn't matter. Those two first round picks are basically second round picks. I don't think either of them are going to convey as first rounders. Um, 
or sorry, no, the Mavs pick will convey as a first rounder, but it's going to be like a late lottery, a late, I mean, a late first rounder, so who cares? Um, so it's just, it's basically miles for Mitch. Yeah. Yeah, more or less. I mean, I mean, plus a little bit extra, but like I would. I mean, those first round picks is just because they weren't Knicks picks. And I know they're not nothing, around. but like yeah. I, like, I mean, for example, that Dallas pick could very well turn into a quickly or Grimes type player. They, they could, but like I, I don't know. So okay, here you could. What about this instead? Like it's essentially saying again because like Knox and Kemba are basically filler because Kemba obviously is not going to be around for much longer, regardless. And Knox is bad. Um, so it's basically Mitch and like the equivalent of a late lottery pick for Turner, which I think is probably pretty reasonable. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's too bad. I mean, I I'm not saying I think it's a bad deal. No, I mean, I'm just trying to like because I feel like it's hard to like. There's just so many moving pieces there. That, like I feel like if we consolidate it, it's a little easier to think about the value. Um, yeah. So. I'd, I'd probably do that deal. I would trade Mitch in a first rounder for Turner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, the, yeah, there's an argument to be made that you could get one of these late round picks, but these late round guys are rare. The Knicks have been hitting on it, but it's still not going to be as good as we think. They've still they've been astronomically good at drafting. Like, it's it's crazy how good they've been. Nobody is this good at drafting. Yeah, the other thing is they, could, they could still buy like early second round picks and stuff too. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, what's the difference? Like the Mavs at twenty six probably next year, and like the they could buy like the thirty third. Who cares? Right, right. So just and Miles Turner is such an upgrade over Mitch. It's actually kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. I I think more I think about it, like Prez might be underselling. Like they might have to give a little more than that. Yeah. Yeah. That's- yeah. They might. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would probably just come down to they would have to include one of their own first round picks instead of one of those extras. Yeah, I think if you if you like, I would still trade the Hornets pick because that's useless. But if you keep the Mavs pick and trade the Knicks twenty three and three pick instead, that probably gets it done. Yeah, yeah, and, but you know, still protected like top ten. But there's just more of a likelihood that it's going to yeah. end up you know a little lower than the or higher, I guess I should say than the the Mavs pick. Um, to get back to the actual Cam Reddish thing, like if if I was gonna with the Knicks trade actually for Cam Reddish, I would probably only do like the Charlotte pick. I'm still not sold on him. I I think yeah, he's, he's worth taking. Paid. Yeah, I think he's worth taking a flyer on. You know, I guess, and also for the Zion to New York narrative, that's great. Yeah. Oh my God, that's um, it would be yeah, pretty cool crazy. to have all th- as much as I like. Don't really want Cam Reddish. It would be pretty cool to have all three of them. Yeah, on. can you imagine? That'd be so fucking awesome. So you know, maybe give it a shot. But I just don't think he's played that well. He's shooting better from three this year. I'll give him that much. But I, I don't know. All in all, I, I'm not super bought in on him. I, as a I, player I would do it for the Charlotte pick as well. I do also want to say shouts to Cam Reddish because he went to my high school. So nice. uh, shouts to Westtown and Cam, and also Daniel Chefu. I didn't know. Wait, is Cam Reddish is a New York kid? Uh, no, no. I went to. I, I spent two years at boarding school. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about so that. That's what West Town is. Yeah, and yeah, also yeah. Mo Bamba also went to my high school. Fun oh. fact. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I yeah. never. I never had anyone that made it to the NBA make it out of my high school. Unfortunately, my little. That's too team. bad. You can't name drop like me. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Um, just going back to that press thing I was talking about. He actually clarified later that he the second pick was one of the next picks. Oh, okay. Uh, but like protective either top 10 or lottery. So basically what we landed on. You've got mail. 
All right. Uh, anyway, so final two questions because we're God. This has gone way too long. Um, Jeremy E from Twitter at J M R Y E X. Uh, why does RJ's month-long stomach bug and COVID reconditioning hardly receive mention when people discuss his inconsistencies, especially considering he's a notorious creature of habit? Probably the easiest and most logical explanation for most of it, and yet it is often overlooked. Uh, Zach, what do you think about all that? I, I think that's a really valid thing that I actually did overlook. Because especially when he says a notorious creature of habit, that, that's something that is a really interesting point that I didn't consider. And, and I think, I mean, look, it's also, you can always sort of make these kinds of excuses, um, particularly in this kind of season. So I, I do think, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but I think it's, it's certainly possible. He was looking way good, and then all of a sudden it went downhill, and now it's coming back. And it all tracks within that time frame. So, you know, uh, it's something to monitor. Yeah. I, I don't know. The whole month-long stomach bug thing i've never heard of a month-long stomach bug in my life maybe he had something different i wouldn't say it was a stomach bug though then just call it whatever it was <laughs> you know like if it was a viral infection or something like right that, that was a little more than that you know or like a bacterial infection like i don't know it just it doesn't seem I, stomach bugs are like 24 hours typically so that i have a suspicion but uh, i'm gonna Oh, I'm not going to say it on air. I don't want to. I'll say it to you guys later. But oh my I, god, you're going to leave the audience hanging? No, like that? not, I, that's not fair. I shouldn't. I mean, I'm sorry to do that, but like, I we I should we shouldn't speculate on what RJ has. Yeah, I mean, in general, like nobody should speculate on his health. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if they say that's what it was, then I guess that's what it was. But I'll speculate the shit out of anything. I don't care. No, well, well, look at you, Mister Edgy. Sorry, you know what, mom, listeners, if you uh, if you join the Patreon and come on the Discord. And you remind me, maybe I'll, I'll say what my theory is on the Discord, but I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to say it publicly. There you go. That uh, is also publicly. Either way, I, I do think you know it's there was, only semi-public. <laughs> <laughs> there okay, is something fine. to be said though. Like RJ was hot at the beginning of the season, goes cold for some reason or another, which maybe it was medical. Finally starts to get back into form, and then caught COVID and had to go on the COVID list, and then you know obviously had the struggles coming back from that. I, you know, I don't know that it's necessarily been overlooked, per se. I think that mostly people hone in on that stretch that I guess is the stomach bug stretch. When he came back from the COVID absence, I think everybody was pretty understanding of the fact that, like, yeah, you're coming back from the COVID list. So, obviously, this is, you know, if he had symptoms or whatever, maybe he was working his way out of those or whatever the case may be. Um, and now he's starting to find his form again. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to speculate too much on it at all. You know, it's just, I'm glad that he's playing better now. I'm just going to leave it at that. I just hope that for whatever reason it is, we stop, his career arc stops being like, come into the season, slump like hell for a month and a half, and then figure it out and go on a run to end the year. Right. I'd rather he just be consistently good the whole year, one of these years. Uh, so hopefully that starts pretty soon. Um, do you guys have anything final to add to that question? No, I, I agree. Zach, anything? No. All right. You've got mail. All right. We've made it. We're at the final question here. This comes from Kenny at Kenny Mayer on Twitter. Uh, since we're at the exact halfway point, my question is, which player or thing about the Knicks have you been the most wrong about from expectation before the year? And which have you been the most right about? That's a good question. I, yeah, that is a good question. I'm so bad at keeping track of my own takes, though. 
just spewing nonsense 24 7 yeah i just i mean that that's what happens when you're talking five days a week about sure. fucking nicks um i don't know matt i'll let you go first um i was pretty convinced so i'm answering the wrong what i'm wrong about i was pretty convinced that the with Kemba and Fournier, the offense was going to like hum and be like one of the top offenses in the league. Um, and it has not. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, what I was right about, I honestly don't fucking know. <laughs> I've, I've really, I've really, the team's just kind of been worse than we all were expecting. So I really don't, I don't know. <laughs> Negativity bias, maybe. Yeah. Zach, what do you think? Uh, I was definitely the most wrong about Mitch. Yeah. I yeah, mean, maybe, maybe not like overtly wrong, but I definitely had pretty high expectations for him. And that has been like comically wrong. So that's easy. Uh, Fournier in a close second, but even Fournier being bad has just sort of been missing shots while Mitch being bad has been like, what is happening? We were all saying over the offseason that the Knicks would have won that Hawk series if Mitch had played. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Whoops. yeah, I don't know about that one. Looking yeah. back, yeah. I don't know. Wrong. Well, I don't know. Yeah, um, although he is starting to round more into form now. He's, he's been better. He's been better. <laughs> fine, fine. Yeah. yeah, I guess. We're also literally halfway into the season. He's not Shaquille O'Neal. You can't play into. You can't play yourself into shape like that. I'm sorry. Fuck off. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, he had an injury. It's not like he was just like me. Want cheeseburgers? I know. Don't want I know, that. but also. Clay Thompson probably has better conditions. He was like, he was like, me want good garden in game that <laughs> Alex talked about. <laughs> yes, he just sat and played the garden game um, all off season. Um, uh, yeah, and also, what what have I been the most right about? I also don't really know. I I think one thing I've talked about a lot is how important Derrick Rose is. And I think that's been borne out like over and over and over again. It's so obvious how important Derrick Rose is to this team. And we just keep seeing it over and over. It's clear. Yeah. Uh, so I think if, uh, let's see, I was wrong about nothing and right about everything. <laughs> actually. Um, that's the answer. That's it. Done. Question. No, um, I was wrong about like everything. Um uh, so yeah, I likewise thought that Fournier and Kemba were going to be like perfectly, uh, fitting into the, the team and that their the loss on defense with them would not be that palpable, uh, which it definitely is. Um, Fournier, I wrote off a lot of people that had said, you know, a lot of people on Twitter would be like, yeah, you know, the final numbers look great, but he's like super inconsistent, uh, like game to game. And I was like, no, it'll be fine. We'll have a good system in place for him. He won't have to be the number one option anymore. Blah, blah, blah. No, it wasn't that great. It hasn't been that great. It's been very frustrating to see just how inconsistent he's been. Um, I also was very sold on Mitch. I thought the weight gain would be okay. The weight gain clearly was not okay uh, because his style play just is not conducive to being groundbound at all. Uh, So, you know, him getting back in shape has been key. Hopefully he has a good close to the season, but thus far been very wrong about him. Um, let's see. Trying to think. Uh, uh, I, I, I didn't think Julius Randle was going to fall off quite as bad as he has. 
you know, as far as shooting percentages and stuff. So that's certainly a thing. Um, I thought RJ Barrett was going to take like a definitive leap to being like a over 20 point per game scorer. I think he kind of might be right now. I mean, he might be in the process right now, but mm. as of right now, I look wrong on that. Um, I don't know. I feel like some of the uh, like some of the things I've been right on were just sort of like bigger picture stuff, like IQ and Obi being good. Um, yeah, you know what? We were definitely saying that we felt like Obi was doing much better this year. And yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah, so take the win there, I guess. Uh, uh, about IQ's newfound like more point guardy skills translating from like summer league. I think I had said something about mm. that. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's definitely happened. Um, I don't know. Uh, my definitely my worst one was when I entertained the idea multiple times. Like, if everything goes right, the Knicks might win fifty games this year. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's what, kind of what I was getting at before too. You remember that first preseason game when like it literally looked like the Knicks offense was going to be the greatest in history. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and what's weird is that if they would have stuck with some of the concepts in that and like fine tune them. They could have been great. Yeah. But the greatest they, offense in history. They just not the greatest in history, but they could have been like probably a top ten offense this year. I, I literally after that first preseason game, I was like, holy shit, they're like fifty games might be underrating how many they're gonna How do you defend this team? Yeah. How do you do it? And even like f- the during the like five and one start, the offense yeah. was clicking so yeah. much too. But But yeah. I feel like even like right away, like the Celtics game, like even though that was a crazy win, like they should have fucking blown them out in that first game. Mm-hmm. And like they were already so many weird things happening that like were a harbinger probably, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I kind of think they're getting it back together, honestly. So hopefully they're on the upswing. Yeah. Anyway, all right, guys, this, we've gone on long enough. Jesus, uh, yeah. uh, I'm at, us by saying you wanted this to be a short one. Yeah, I'm gonna. I would ever say that. I'm splitting this in half. Period. I'm you said you would do that last time too, and didn't. Yeah, because I forgot to record like a second intro. So this time I'm for real is going to do it. Uh, so this has been, thanks for listening. If you listen to both parts, I'll, I'll commit right now <laughs> to the this locked up. When it comes out of one part. <laughs> yeah, to the to the nixmail.bag. You know, thanks for listening. Uh, and of course, remember to go on Ticket IQ, use promo code Strickland. You can get $10 off your order of $100 or more. Go see the Knicks in person if you want. Of course, be safe. Wear a mask. Uh, of course, be vaccinated. Otherwise, you're not allowed in the building. Uh, but until next time, do you guys have anything you want to promote or anything before we get off here? I don't do anything. Do you want to promote anything? That's Even true. a TV show you're watching? Something? Uh, I watched an episode of Doom Patrol and it was good. Cool. Great. Matt, what are you watching? <laughs> what am I watching? Um, I Let's see. The, most recent, the thing I most recently binged was Cobra Kai. Um, not the whole thing. I watch, I you know, for the new season of Cobra Kai. Okay, was it good? Did you guys not watch Cobra Kai? No. Nope. Oh, you should. It's it's so you know what it is, right? Yeah, it's like a continuation of uh, Karate Kid. Yeah, it's just so dumb, but like they, you know, the whole point is that they know it's dumb, and like it's just really enjoyable. Cool. Okay. Uh, I am watching Witcher season two right now, and it's really sucked. good. Man, no, it's, Alex, you gotta get like you really have to expand your horizons a little bit, bud. <laughs> okay, this is just what I happen to be watching at the moment. Right before that, I watched like Seinfeld. You like, fucking shut up. nerd. Uh, you wait, Zach. Nerd. Zach, do you actually not like it? Yeah. So I played. Did you play the game? I've like, 
I know your reaction to this. Oh my god, you're gonna say no? Are you fucking kidding me? No, I started it, but I never finished it. Oh no, I also didn't finish it, but I put like 70 hours into the game and still didn't finish it. So I just, I was like, okay, I I played this out, but I liked it a lot. The the show was not, I did not like the show. Did you only watch the first season? It's fine, it just wasn't for me. Did you only watch the first season? Yeah, I didn't even finish the first season. I, I watched like three episodes and I kept giving it a shot and it was just, I I could not do it. My suggestion would be power through and get I, through. I fucking hate that. This is not you. I just hate when people say like, oh, just invest eight hours. You oh, might like it after that. I know. That. I know. It, but with that, with their particular show, it was sort of a mess. Like the pacing was terrible. Yes. In so the it first was season. I didn't even know what the fuck was going on. They had... So they kept calling to present and then flashback. I know, and they don't show, they don't they, make that clear at all. Yeah, they didn't have enough of a good visual cue to tell you, like, this is a flashback. And it was also so, sort of dumb. It was yeah. just dumb. Or, you know, honestly, don't even watch the first season. Go online, read a synopsis, and then watch the second season. The second season, I'm, like, halfway through right now, and it has been phenomenal. So, okay, if I do that and it sucks, I'm going to flame you in public on the next podcast we do. That's fine. You could do that. I mean, okay. I will just that say to each, to each their own. But like, Matt, will you try- watch it with me so we can dunk on him? No, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. Well, okay, knowing, that, knowing that you're like a big fantasy guy, Zach, I think you would really enjoy the second season. They're, they're uh, doing no, but I, I like good things. See, that's that's the difference between me. You're a connoisseur. Right, okay, we got a fucking we're gonna no, close it anyway. up, nerd. We got right, bye everybody. Thanks, here. thanks for listening. This has been episode. Did you look up? I forgot one? to check. I think it's forty six. Oh my god! Episode forty seven of Nick's Smith. No, it's all <laughs> evens. <laughs> no, we're we're, we're definitely <laughs> evens. <laughs> No, not anymore. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> this, because I just decided to change it because I don't want to acknowledge your 46 that you said it is. You're just going to skip up so 46? No, I'm going to actually make it the real number it's supposed to be, but just for... It is 46, by the way. I was right. I was right. It's episode, 46. All right. This has been episode 49 of Nick's Mail.Bag. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we will catch you all next time. Peace out, everybody. is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you mean cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.